Welcome to the First Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tad Good. If this is your first time listening to First Time Podcast, it's really, really simple. One of us or both of us are experiencing something for the first time, and we're going to talk about it. Tonight, I have a really special guest. He's a fellow podcaster, a co-host of Attack of the Killer Podcast with yours truly on the Prescribed Film Podcast Network. He's one of the organizers of Halloween and Palooza, one of the best Midwest conventions and film festivals. He's a drummer for two awesome bands, X-Ray Mary and The War I Survived. He's one half of the indie film company Prescribed Films, co-directing several shorts and features, including Collapse and Demonica. And unfortunately, he's the 2020 Prescribed Film Fantasy Football League champion. Tonight's guest is my former friend, Jason Bollinger. How's it going, Jason? <laughs> oh, I knew it was going to come to an end sometime. It's We had a good run, buddy. It was fun. Hey, thanks for, I guess, thanks for having me on. No, I just had to address it right away. Um, <laughs> yeah. The elephant in the room tonight. Actually, I'll just get right onto the topic. Uh, you're, you've seen it in the subject of the uh, yeah. episode. I think the only person I know that listens to this that doesn't read the description <laughs> is Brian Clark. He told me he just hits play on huh. every day and just listens to them in That's whatever pressed. order. I know, and he just he's that loyal that he'll just listen to it. So um, before we lose you, Brian, we are talking about fantasy football tonight. And, um, and yeah, that's where he clicked off right there. That, was, that could have been it. I was going to say, uh, but you know, <laughs> hear me out this. I'm sure I guarantee you, I can tell you right now, this will somehow wrap back around to film and movies like it always does. <laughs> um, but this is my first experience in fantasy football. My first season. Um, most people that know me would not associate me with football, but most people probably do know I am a Packers fan. I would say I am a, casual football fan i'm definitely not like a huge sports guy it's basically football and mma are my two things and i am like just like anything um that i'm into i either go 100 percent or i don't care at all and with uh (laughs) mma it's that way but with football it's definitely not it's always been i've always followed the packers i usually sunday at noon regardless of if the packers are playing or not we have a football game on the tv but if it's not the packers i'm not sitting down and watching i'm just sort of doing other things while it's on but um this year is a little different jason i'll do a little um background here jason you know as i said in the uh, incredible intro that i gave you yeah wow by the way he is uh he's used this prescribed films his uh indie film company to sort of have an, a huge umbrella he's created yep. the, the podcast network and you know and it stretches out to halloween palooza now we've decided you know we're gonna do he, he decided it's ridiculous he, how big this umbrella is it's, but it's great you know it's yeah. it's so it's like a big huge family <laughs> and yep. y- you uh you decided hey maybe i should do a f- a fantasy football league with it, it, it sort of reminds me what's that really bad adam sandler movie the with the football, not um, oh, not the water boy, but the it wasn't it he in one that was like the gridiron or something, yeah, something like that. But it's like a bunch of dudes who shouldn't be playing football <laughs> make a team. It's sort of like the bad news bears of football. But I felt yeah. like that was sort of like that with our um, fantasy football league. You took a bunch of guys who probably bunch aren't movie nerds, right? We're right. Uh... <laughs> not jocks to say the least. And no, um, I don't think any of us in the league are you would ever think as sports folks right and you know you put us together and decided to create a, a league and i you 
pestered me and asked me and it actually nice nicely invited me to join and i jokingly trolled you for weeks telling you i hated it i didn't want to do it i wanted nothing Mm -hmm. to do with it um that i was avoiding it and then you know i went full bore into it just like everything i do because um that's how i am but like i said the elephant in the room is how um brutally mean i've been throughout what how many weeks 17 16 16 16 weeks of um being a complete asshole to you so uh first and foremost i want to say sorry um what what happened is in the past i hope you forgive me i hope we can still be friends um my wife told me that i don't deserve you as a friend after i told her just a few of the things i've done Um, (laughs) but you're you're such a nice guy i feel like i could uh drive to uh, watch your Iowa and kick you in the crotch and you would still give me a hug. So, um, right. Well, there, I'll be honest. There were moments, I mean, like every time you would be mean, which was frequent, I'd be like, I'd have to tell myself, this is Tad. Tad's a nice guy, right? I mean, like he couldn't possibly really mean this sincerely. And I'm, but there were plenty of times I'm like, man, I think he's being really mean. I'm not sure. Well, I was sort of surprised. You said that you were surprised by my competitiveness. and Yeah, I think we all learned a lot more about you this year, Tad. Well, I'm so sort of surprised that you're, you are surprised because, you know, at the end of every year, we do the big uh, Attack of the Killer podcast year-end review. And uh, I think it was the first year I did it. We, we had the Google spreadsheet with the numbers. At, at the, I, I think maybe I added or someone added the numbers at the bottom. And um, it became competitive there, but I was never, I've never really been mean about that because it's never about like direct points. Oh, We're no. never really going head to head. Um, right. So this, this is definitely a little different for me. And I will say, you know, it was 99% sarcasm and trolling in there. Um, I think the group enjoyed it for the first two or three weeks. And then <laughs> everybody just hated my guts. Um, no, I do remember at the beginning, people were like rooting for me because I clearly did not know what I was doing. And somehow every week was winning. I went undefeated for like six weeks or something wild. Yeah. And, uh, you know, eventually I met my maker and I think T- Tina was the first one to take me out. Cause, uh, she was badass all season. Yep. And, uh, you know, my my untimely death in the playoffs came at the hands of Bethany. Um, and I will make it clear, like I've already seen people in other leagues and stuff talking about, man, that, you know, this player's injury killed me or this killed me. Like, that's what fantasy football is. Nobody ever had an entire team that went all season without no. any uh, hurt. You know, everybody has a bye week. Every team has a bye week. Every uh, player, you know, I, I guarantee you with your roster, somebody is going to have an injury. So um, there's no excuse. Like she played better. She had better teams. Uh, she had, you know, she she picked better that week. Um, she drafted better people who were, in, uh, you know, went head to head against my team better. And she won fair and square. So um, you definitely you like I said, you're the champion. Um, That's you, right. What's that? What do you say? I couldn't hear you. You're the champion. And I am going to say it very loud and clear for anybody listening like jason um i went to him for a lot of advice he answered every question i ever had fairly and honestly he uh devotes the time to do the research on the players there's it's very clear to me i won't mention any names but there are certain certain people in our league that uh it was very clear to me that they were not doing any kind of uh (laughs) research or reading or anything i was i was sort of in the middle where 
if yeah. I was in a uh, bind, I would do the work. But um, week to week, if my team was if I was not in a situation like that, I would just rely on my heavy hitters because I got very lucky and drafted some guys I did not know were as good as they were. Um, well, and but, a lot of people in our league are first timers, too. Right. So that, I mean, I think yeah, some of that's expected, just not really knowing what you're getting into when you start. So, yeah. And I want to give a shout out too to, uh, like Ben Clayton, who jumped in after uh, a team had already been drafted. He dropped in um, in a spot where someone had already drafted a team and dropped out. So he didn't even get to draft a single player. Um, so props to him yeah. for jumping in, you know, deep waters and, and playing fantasy football in that situation. Cause uh, he has every excuse to complain and, and he didn't, yeah. Yeah. but um, I want to sort of, I, I know a lot of my listeners who listen to this for movie and stuff. Um, and, and I've, I know this because I've been asked several times by even people who, who love football. Um, the most common questions I get are like, so how does that work? Like they, they don't, right. I, I went into this not knowing and I came out on the other end, still not really knowing a lot, but uh, I don't know if that, is funny or like I was a failure from as a commissioner for me to help get you there. I don't know. No, you actually, if you weren't helping me, I would be in much worse shape. Like I got, I got to the second to last game. That's pretty impressive. Um, it is. And a lot of that was because of your advice or help. You were, I mean, you, you didn't have to answer a lot of questions I had, but um, I want to try to explain it in like, like fantasy football for dummies. And then, sure. Um, you can sort of jump in and uh, tell me where I'm wrong or um, <laughs> emphasize parts that I'm missing. So uh, I'll have a lot of people ask me and, and I'll also go from my um, perspective of a first timer that what I went into thinking, because my thought was when you went in, um, it would just be who got the most points that week. It would be based on points overall. And then the first uh, you, you have an app and, it, and it's not that case. So how it works, I'm trying to do this as simply as possible, um, is imagine you have a a roster you have to fill of players, just like a You're real a football coach. team. Right. You're a coach, and you get to pick your favorite players uh, or the players you think will score the most points um, as if like a dream team. I think of when I was a kid in the 90s, and the USA basketball dream team was like the coolest. It had Magic Johnson, it had Michael Jordan, Pippen, it had... Everybody, Larry Bird had everybody you love Shaq on one team, and it was like it literally the dream team. So yeah, and you had to fill the positions for that team, right? So you you get a blank slate, and um, how it, different leagues are different, have different sets of rules and different um, what rosters uh, to fill. Um, but think you have one quarterback, and then you have um, your wide receivers, your running backs, your tight one tight end, uh, one defense in our league, and then you have a flex position, um, which can be like basically any offensive player that's uh, catching or running a ball. So you have a, um, a t- you can put a tight end, a running back, or a wide receiver in that spot. And if you're not a football um, person. Basically, a wide receiver is typically someone you would think would go wide, go long and catch a long ball. A running back is someone that they would um, sort of shovel or pass, not even pass it, hand the ball off to and they run straight, you know, without the passing game. And then a tight end is sort of in the middle. Um, Is that correct? Would you say that? Okay. And then, you know, your defense, 
Um, and what I found interesting about it is like your defense is just one unit and um, how that works is just basically um, how they're, if they get turnovers, they get points. And if they is points against them. Um, so they start off at a high rating and it, you lose points as scores as points are scored against that defense. So I thought that was interesting. But um, one thing, like I said, that I learned was that each week you go up against another fantasy team and whoever has the most points between the two wins, just like a real football game. And it's not, you can, you can score a thousand points and everyone else in the entire league can score a hundred. But if your opponent scores a thousand one, you lost that week and it doesn't matter. Um, which is interesting, but it's fair because that's just how real football works. Um, you can have, right, if you have a team every week and right. If you have a tough schedule, um, you can be a really good team. That's better than teams that are, have a, have a better uh, record because they played easier teams. It's just how, you know, it works. But, um, the draft was interesting. Um, how we did it was we drew names, Mike, uh, you know, you guys probably know from attack of the killer podcast. Um, he drew names out of a hat and then, we did a snake draft. So, you know, whoever went first, it goes down the line to last. And then the person last gets to start the second round first and it goes all the way back. So it's fair snakes back around. And, you know, um, I'm fascinated by the uh, technology of it because I know people who used to, I mean, in high school, it was a big thing. People would meet up at people's basements and they would do a draft and it was like paper and pen, you know, <laughs> I have no fucking idea how that was ever done. Um, what a nightmare I think about that. Like, right, the apps these days make it so easy for you, don't it? It's it's too easy because it yeah. tells you projected points and stuff. Like you did not have that back in the day. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Like I would be totally fucked because I basically I I relied on that every week. I mean, I would you know you do have to put some personal feelings and Matt. You have to look up your head head to head matchup and stuff and figure out what works best for your team. It's not always a hundred percent. Oh, this guy looks like he's going to score so many points. So we should put him in. But, um, I mean, it is, it is heavily influencing me because every goddamn week I put Zeke Elliott in because every goddamn week they put him as like one of the top running backs. And it was clear from like week four, that was not going to be the case. But for some reason he kept getting projected high points and, uh, same with like Julio Jones and stuff. But, um, for those who are listening who don't understand this, it's <laughs> it's really it, you download an app, a fantasy app, and it has your lineup. So, like I said, you put together this team, and you also put together extra, so like your bench, um, because injuries happen, bye weeks happen, um, and every week, you know, some sometimes uh, a quarterback will match up much better against a team than another quarterback. So you can have two quarterbacks and play your backup QB or, you know, your, I, I wouldn't even, I would hesitate to sometimes call them backup QBs, um, alternate quarterback. But you think about a real football team, you have guys on the bench and, you know, it's like, oh, this guy would match up against this team better. Um, you know, they have a, this say the Falcons have a really good pass uh, defense. So you want to get a really good running back in there that you think will score high against them. Um, that kind of thing. So, you know, I'm trying to explain it to people who don't necessarily watch football. It's really you're just trying to put together. Um, yeah, like, and with, yeah, with that draft, a lot of people will tell you that that's the their favorite day of the whole year of fantasy football because that's when you get to make your team. Like that really, 
I mean, you don't win the league at the draft because, you know, I mean, you didn't do a lot of substituting and trading and and waivers and stuff, but, like, it's such an exciting day to be the head coach, to do the draft with all the best players, and you get to really build your team for the first time, and it's, like, such an exciting day. Yeah, I know it's definitely, like, you know, I, I know people will – it's sort of always been joked about like, you know, they cancel all their plans for draft day, no matter what happens, you have to do it. And uh, I know obviously this year with uh, COVID that, you know, everything was virtual. We still had a, like a fun, um, I think it was like a Skype call that we could uh, chat with each other while we were doing it and just give each other shit and sort of talk about it. Um, I would say that was probably the most intimidating part of fantasy football for me because I went in, like I said, I am a very, very casual fan. I, and, and once again, technology saved the day. I did not know sure. going in that it would sort of rank all the players. And really like I, earlier I mentioned Ben Clayton's team. Um, the person who dropped out his, he, he wasn't even really there for the draft. So it just p- picked the next top ranked person. So his draft. team was actually pretty damn good because, you know, it automatically just picked what picked what um, ESPN, yeah, would would rank as the next best player for that spot. So it wasn't like he was just randomly picking nobody's um, on the bench or something. And I, for the most part, I joked in the chat that I was picking people based on their hair. Right, I remember that. Uh, um, but I was really sort of looking at those numbers, and then you know I did stray from that because I I picked like Aaron Rodgers because I he's I, I wanted to have somebody on my team I knew sure. and could root for, so I picked him. That ended up being a good choice. Um, yeah. But I think about things like I picked Josh Allen. I didn't know his name was Josh for the first five weeks. You know, I I just knew he was um, scoring high and he was doing awesome, and his last name was Allen. Yeah. So I was throwing him in there over Aaron Rodgers and. Um, I will say that ultimately cost me in the end um, doubting him because that second to last game, I I just used my heart and picked Aaron Rodgers over Josh Allen and Josh Allen never did me dirty all season long. I put him on the bench and uh, he proved I should not have done that because he scored twice as many points as Aaron Rodgers. And uh, (laughs) it cost me, you know, that game, but that's, once again, not an excuse. Bethany did was smarter. She picked better players that week, and I I made a lapse in judgment. That was my mistake, and it happens. You know, he, it's not that Aaron Rodgers played bad. I just I let my heart do it rather than my brain, and I uh, picked someone I wanted to root for, and it wasn't all on him either. Um, you know, other people fell flat. Different things. Anything can happen in fantasy football, but um, mm-hmm. we'll get to that later. But. Um, this is what you're, you said, this is like your second year doing it. Yeah. I, w- I was going to say like, it's almost my first time. Cause really it's only the second year I've ever played fantasy football is I'm not much of a, uh, playing games kind of guy. And I just, I had a guy I worked with last year that just kind of talked me into it and I just fell in love with it. It was so fun. I've always, I've always watched the NFL and I've always loved it. It's been my favorite sport and, going back from just watching it with my dad as a kid. And, and so I, I mean, I had a, I, I know football and so that helped. And then I just played for the first year. And I actually, just today I was thinking like last year, that first team, I did what you did. I, I ended up being the uh, winning the most team, the most games 
um, in the regular season. So I was like winning and being in the lead and lost and came up third at the, in the playoffs. And I'm like, dang it. And, but anyway, um, so, and, and it's, it is my first year as a commissioner. I had so much fun doing it last year, but I was like, but I want to, I know it can be better because I do listen to a lot of, uh, fantasy football podcasts and, and soak up a lot of information about it. And so like, I'm like, Oh, there's so much more we could be doing than this, that commissioner did. And, and I'd rather do it with my friends than my work people. And I just I'm like, I'm going to be a commissioner. So this is my first year being a commissioner. And, um, I was, I, you know, I, I, after a while, I realized that uh, my role as commissioner was punching bag a lot of times and that's fine. <laughs> you know, I had to give you some fuel. Um, but, uh, I was going to say that, you know, I think the best part was, was our, our chat. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, um, we'll, we'll dive into that soon enough, but yeah. like this commissioner thing, like it, it, you know, I don't want to get too deep into your, um, into your psyche or anything, but you know, <laughs> going back to that introduction, you do a million things. That's like one thing when I met you and we, um, you know, quickly became really good friends. Like we have in common is that, and more so you that you just like, you never are idle. You're always doing something. So like, you know, playing, I I can imagine playing in a league last year. You're like, you're just looking at it going, well, I I could do this better. Here's what I would do. Here's what I would do. I'm just going to do my own next year. And Uh that's sort of like, we talked about the whole prescribed films umbrella. It's like, you know, you're just a natural sort of leader. You want to be in charge of things and that there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying like, it's, it does not surprise me that, you know, in your second year, you wanted to jump right in and be uh, a commissioner. So do you sort of regret that at all? Or you think uh, that's where you prefer being? Oh, absolutely not. I love it. And I think it's great, not just for the control freak part, but like you said, it, I didn't No, no, it's part of it for sure. But what, and it is with all the other. And so like, I was only on one team last year, but I fell so much in love with fantasy football that this year I, I'm in, I was in six leagues and every other league that I was in that wasn't mine. I'm like, come on, let's, can we talk more? Can we do more? Uh, you know, I'm like my hands were tied on all of them because I wasn't the commission. I couldn't do anything. I just, just sit back and, you know, kick everybody's butt. That's all well, I can do. Well, so. that's that's the thing too. Is like you said something about like the group of friends. To me, it's all about that. Like if yeah. I was if I was doing this with uh, like, and there were strangers in this group that I didn't know, but I quickly oh. got. I, I'm a sort of social person. Like I said, the troll of the group, and uh, <laughs> I was not quiet. I I, I was nope. talking, to, but by like week eight, I felt like it was basically me yelling at you guys you uh sometimes responding and then uh brian godsell crying about how his team's in last place so it wasn't even close to last i know come on his team was doing just fine i uh, know he he's was... like the the uh character from snl is just like womp womp like uh the negative yep. nancy thing but um we love you godsell and it wouldn't be fun without you uh yeah talking about that every every single week about how you're getting beat and then you turn around and win but um 
yeah, it's it's like I said, it's it's all about the company you keep, and especially during this, you know, to do it your first year during uh, COVID, I was a little apprehensive, but then it's like, sure, everybody has to do it. It's not just right. me, and it will affect everybody. I had some friends that uh, outside of the group that I know are much much bigger football fans than i am and probably anyone in our league are i mean like the kind of guys who don't miss games that always are off work sundays for it um obsess over it that i would text and i was like asking for advice and i said you know (laughs) how's your team doing and uh, my friend said oh we i decided not to do it this year because of covid uh i was afraid you know it would screw up the whole league and he, he was like so into it that he was afraid it would somehow um if if there was any kind of like wrench thrown in the spokes and you have any kind of excuse due to covid that it would ruin the season for him so he sat it out and he he regretted it pretty quickly because um overall the season you know yeah. there there were some hiccups but it's not unlike an injury i mean they did push some games back and stuff but you know we made it through the season without really any major uh problems yeah got real lucky yeah i mean there's still plenty of football to be played uh right now we're not even in in the actual uh, NFL there's we haven't reached playoffs we have one more week to see who's going to get in and who's not going to make it stuff this is a big week and um but that's another thing people are asking me about um who have never played it's like why are you in playoffs now and it's actually really simple because you look at this week Oh man. you see like Pat Mahomes is sitting uh, a lot of Ben Roethlisberger sitting like it would totally fuck people because uh, this is like the last week of the regular season. So um, several teams already have uh, first. I mean, uh, I know like the Chiefs already have their first week by they already won uh, their whole entire uh, division. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, and, and teams who already have the number one seed, they're going to sit out their starters. So it would not be fair. So it's definitely a good choice to end it when we did. It was like the perfect time because every, I mean, honestly, like looking back this week, I was sort of like, you know, I'm glad I wasn't in the final game because they sat uh, Josh Allen in like the third quarter. And I would have been like, come on, he could have scored more. If I was in a championship game and they sat my quarterback, I would have been oh, pretty God. fucking pissed. <laughs> but, uh, you know, luckily we avoided that catastrophe because I would have never shut the fuck up about that. Um, <laughs> that's sort of the theme of this, I, I think, um, from the draft where I uh, started talking shit and trolling to um, right now where I won't shut up on my own podcast. I've let you say like four words. No, it's, um, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on it. It's your first time, pal. I know, but I have you on as a guest and you. Uh, so, well, let's um, get back into the details a little bit more. Yeah, I was right. going to say there's different kinds, types of leagues. I learned um, like probably five weeks into this that there is a PPR, which is points per reception league. There's a half PPR and then there's a regular, I believe standard. is what they call it. Standard. Um, so I, I, I think I'll just let you sort of explain that because, um, I, I understand the concept of it. You know, you get so many points per reception and yards and stuff, but you know, the actual details of it. And I'll let you explain it to the listeners. Well, sure. After you, after you do the draft and you pick your, your dream team, your super team. And so scorings, each, um, each position has different ways that they accumulate points. Um, so quarterbacks, um, every time they 
uh, throw the ball. They get, I think it's, oh, it's so many points per 25 yards. They get a point of passing yards, um, like a, a wide receiver. Um, when they catch the ball in a PPR league, points per reception league, then they'll get one point just for catching the ball, regardless of how many yards they gained on that pass. And they get like a point. So every 10 yards, they get one point. So if a player catches the ball for 10 yards, he gets two points. And so throughout the game, you know, the good receivers, they get more and more points for more catches. And sometimes even if they're not deep ball threats with the big yardage, just getting more catches, short yardage is better. Uh, running backs, um, they get points on their on their running same. Uh, every 10 yards they get a point, but they're – Running backs are a little more sturdy and uh, consistent. You get a little, you get, you don't need that extra point per reception. I think, I think they came up with the half point or point per reception thing to just kind of make running backs and wide receivers kind of finish around the same average points per game. And then same with tight ends. Uh, they if they catch a ball, they get a point, and they're points go up for how many yards they get. And then if you score a touchdown, most most of the time you'll get six points. So that's like the really important thing. Yes, touchdowns well, can make or break a game. Absolutely. And so that's part of it. When you are drafting and when you're looking for players to play, like who's who's gets in the end zone the most? You know, you really want to lean towards those players or – or when you're playing in a PPR league, running backs that there there are running backs that are just like give me the ball, I'm running down the middle. They don't get any points for receiving the ball, but there are a lot of um, like Austin Eckler. They get a lot of points because they get a lot of receptions too. They'll kind of they'll like spin out to the side and be there for dump offs and and so yeah, you get points for touchdowns too, and and so does your quarterback. So quarterbacks who throw a lot of touchdowns like i mean if you had aaron Rodgers this year oh boy he put up a lot of touchdowns well that's what's interesting too like people who are like me who are a casual football fan like i see aaron Rodgers always throwing you know he, he rarely there, there's rarely any um packers uh running backs running in for touchdowns they, they had some last week and they're doing a little better but it used to just be throw city like everything you know big bombs from Aaron Rodgers to any receiver. Um, so, you know, outside of Devontae Adams, it was a weird toss-up. And as I, I had uh, MVS and Alan Lazard on my team, both great players who saw the end zone plenty this year, but uh, because of Aaron Rodgers, and, and this is a good thing for him, bad thing for fantasy managers, um, he he can throw to just about anybody on the field so it's a toss-up so th besides like i said Devonte adams uh it's really tough to put faith in any of these guys because one game they can never touch the ball and the next they're making three touchdowns and that's just how it is with aaron Rodgers. but that's why he, he, it's great on the field just not so great when you're playing fantasy as someone who has those guys on yep. their team as that's that are catching it because you either have a great game or a complete shit game. 
Yeah, there there can be quite a difference between NFL football and fantasy football on you know what's good and what isn't, and it's that consistency of getting them points mean more to us than what is good for the team in real life. But but then yeah, like Tad said, you know all those different players earn points different ways, and they add up over the game, and whoever's got the most on of their dream team scored the most that week. That's the player who wins and. And there's one win and one loss per that matchup, and that's your record. So, like, Tad won the first six frickin' matchups like a maniac. It was awesome. And the whole time, I mean, it's fun for Tina and I every week. We'd just be like, we'd be somewhat mocking. Tad would always be like, I don't even know who these players are, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. It's like, right. So we're half the time we're like, I don't know if I believe him because he's kicking a lot of ass. <laughs> But that also sort of points out how much of it is 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 luck and a lot of it is numbers because I feel like I got worse towards the end of the season because I started to actually um, put like feelings into it rather than just looking at it as statistics. And I second guess myself a lot and, um, you know, and second guessing and tilting and right and going into it that's the thing too is sort of like i think about like uh fighters who you know hold a belt for a long time and they sort of uh the pressure of continuing to win in impressive manners and stuff um you know gets to them and eventually they lose and there is there's like a sense of relief um i was like just sort of relieved when tina beat me just because (laughs) the the tension was gone and you know it was like you know it's so like i felt like i had a target on my back for a long time and it was like when's he gonna lose when's he gonna lose i finally did it and then it was like okay now i'm just in here playing it's no longer about my undefeated streak it's no longer about that it's just about sort of you know i i struggle at times to make it fun but i did have fun i know you're probably going to ask me if Uh, i if i have questions for you if you actually did because on paper slash our chat i don't know i mean uh, my favorite part really is you and Tina's meme game is is the whole reason to do this league. <laughs> it's unbelievable how funny you two get with your memes. But but again, like I said, you're chewing my ass most of the time in there. And I'm like, man, is he even having fun? I don't know. Yes, I did have a lot of fun. Um, I sort of expected like, okay, I'm going to get into this. One of the reasons I – one of the many reasons I um, was reluctant to even do this was because – I was afraid I would devote too much time to football and then I'd become obsessive and want to watch, you know, games every week. And that didn't happen because I drafted a bunch of people who um, I couldn't watch. So, Oh yeah. Uh So I would actually do other stuff and and I would just watch the points on my phone. Like I imagine someone like you, who's more into it, you would just find a way to actually watch the games, right? Oh, sure. Even before, yeah, I, w- I would want to watch all the games that are on Sunday anyway, just because whether I had any players playing or not, just because I love watching football. But like I noticed, you know, going in, like most of my players are and, and if you don't watch football, this will probably be news to you. But um, we're in the Midwest, so we get a certain like team sort of group we basically get like the bears vikings packers uh we get that chiefs that sort of uh group of teams yeah. first and foremost lions and oh, Dallas. 
Yeah, and and right. you know, uh, every once in a while, it depends on the schedule and stuff. But yeah. they basically do it by region. So like you know, the East Coast they get their uh, Giants and they get to watch the Bills and that kind of stuff. You know, and uh, yeah. it just d- depends on your region. So a lot of my players on my fantasy team, uh, they were not televising their games in the Midwest ever. So very rarely did I get to actually watch them live. And and there are ways you can stream them or you can go to in normal times, you could just go to like Buffalo Wild Wings and they have every <laughs> game on. Um, sure. And so it's probably actually good that, you know, a silver lining that I am not, I was not going out to Buffalo Wild Wings or bars like I normally would to watch the games. Cause then I would be like, I have an excuse to go to Buffalo Wild Wings because uh, Josh Allen's playing at noon and uh, we don't get that game. Like, I don't think until last week I saw Josh a single Bills game on on television. And that was okay with me. Like it it did sort of uh, kill the excitement at times. But I also think it helped my productivity because I was not (laughs) sitting constantly. I I watched every single televised game this year. I'm pretty sure of it. I I usually have them on, but um, there's usually two at noon in the, in here in the Midwest, if you have your standard uh, cable package or, you know, your antenna, there's usually one on uh, CBS, one on Fox at noon. And then sometimes Fox will do one at like three 30 and then uh, CBS still plays another one at like three 25. And then there's a Sunday night game, a Monday night game and a Thursday night game. Um, and those are nice because there's no other game on the same time. So you don't have to flip back and forth. Um, and if your team is playing one of those nights, you're going to see it because that's the only game on. Um, we did have some variances this time because of COVID. There was some Tuesday and I think a Wednesday a night. Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday afternoon game. Um, Friday. Yeah, we had some weird schedule changes and uh, our local, at least my local affiliate did not play like the, that weird Wednesday afternoon Steelers game and that Thursday night game. And some of them are exclusive to nfl network and some are only on prime and it's just um if you think that being like a baseball fan uh, is tough like try jesus christ yeah. man like they make it especially this year like come on everybody's stuck at home no fans can't even go to the games at least make them available for everybody right uh i thought that was pretty shitty to to do that to people who are have nothing else but football to sit and and watch we're all stuck at home we you know try not to encourage people to go out and go out to, you know, bars, sports bars, whatever. And a lot of places simply can't because of uh, regulations and stuff. And it's like, then you're going to make these games exclusive, but that's a whole different podcast. But I also felt that I needed to want to, I mean, want to needed to watch all the games because um, as the commish, like all my managers had somebody in every game, you know, so I at least wanted to, be able to talk to everybody about their players too you know and just right you're like in the control room watching everything making sure uh you know everybody's doing okay you're like the big uh i don't even know commissioner i guess is the right word you know but um, maybe you know ben canny's gonna be like well man what should i do about this guy and i'll be like well because i watched this with you you know this is my thoughts and just to be there for everybody now, I definitely still, like I said, I went to you for advice at times. Um, you had a team running your 
your team you said i joked i joked about that at the beginning that i was going to just pay someone else to run my team um from the dumb mistakes i made that was clearly uh not the case um there were times when i sat uh amari cooper because i'd had no idea who that was um i know people who do watch football are listening to like you fucking sat cooper and this was at beginning when uh dak prescott was still uh-huh. uh passing so th- it's even worse i'm just digging myself deeper but um you know i i looked at those numbers and i i did not know who amari cooper was i i have never been a cowboys fan so i drafted sure. two cowboys um because i remember before the season it was like okay uh i know uh zeke was either one or two and who was the sort of one, number one person everyone Mr. was gonna McCaffrey go for was the 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 number one the, the guy right and how did uh-huh. that how did that work out i i honestly do not know he played the first two games and then got hurt and then he came back for one more game and then got hurt and he only played three total games okay well that's really sucky because most of them after the middle there he's like oh, he's gonna come back and then he never did and you're like oh well i had one of those two in julio jones um yeah you know, and, and that's very typical. Like I said, it is not. That's why I say very loud and clear. It's not an excuse. Um, and this isn't bashing anyone who is saying, you know, man, this injury cost me my season or whatever. But um, honestly, like some of the guys towards the end, uh, there was a week where I had uh, a buy or two, two buys at the same time where Josh Allen and uh, Aaron Rodgers were both out. And I was like, Oh, I'm totally fucked. And I picked up uh, Herbert, Justin Herbert. No one who, like at that time, he had maybe he's really a backup cute yeah. back uh-huh. and he hadn't really done. He'd had one or two sort of pretty good games. Uh, but people were saying, you know, it's a flash in a pan. It's, it's, he's a backup QB or whatever. And, you know, um, and Tad's beginner's luck took over again and he right. broke out like a crazy man. <laughs> right. And then my stubbornness um, made me hold on to him. And, and this is where I'm saying, like, it's not about there's no excuses because uh, I had several, including you people make great trade offers for him. And I used him once this entire season, <laughs> one game and you guys, several people, you and God's Hill, several people made uh, great offers where I would have had nice running backs and wide receivers uh, that I could have ended up using in the, in the first playoff game or even leading into that, um, you know, games I ended up losing and I, did not trade him. And then, you know, you get to a certain point where you can no longer trade and I'm sitting on uh, a quarterback that I'll never use where I could have really used the people that you're offering to trade. And that's where my mm-hmm. rookiness showed off. Um, my, mm-hmm. you know, my stubbornness, uh, you know, came back to bite me in the ass, that kind of stuff. So I, I like I said, I want to be very clear. It is not about, um, you know, it, it really is about your sort of decision making. It's not, like it's not a good excuse for injuries because when I got those injuries or buys or anything that I remember that first week or that, that week where uh, Rogers and Allen were both out, I threw in, you know, just a bunch of dudes off my bench that I uh, had never used and they've been sitting there and they all overperformed every one of them. And I, and I blew out my opponent when I was supposed to lose hardcore, like, yeah. And that that was 100% luck. That was not, you know, my skills, my knowledge, my research. I would say, honestly, like 
I would go to Twitter and I, I started, you know, following several fantasy football Twitters and yeah, of yeah, these yeah. experts and stuff and listening. And it's a double edged sword because sometimes they would help me, you know, Hey, this guy is available on your, um, waivers. You should try to grab him and throw him in there. And I would say 75% of the time that bit me in the ass, listening too much to their advice. Um, every once in a while they were right, but, um, yeah, <laughs> you gotta, you have to realize that they're just people on the other end too. And they, they might do more research and reading and stuff, but, um, they don't, nobody can control what's going to happen because what Tad hasn't said yet. And what all of this boils down to, and this whole fantasy football game boils down to is it's 95% luck. Like that's the sad, sad part maybe, but that's what makes it exciting. Maybe that's what makes, that's what gambling is, I guess. Right. We're, you know, put money in it, but that's what it is. It's mostly luck. And that's what can be really exciting about it. Cause you, you know, you like, you can put your best guys in there and they just might take a turd that week and people you don't think will overperform another week and you do your best to minimize the risk of who you're starting on your team and you do, but you just never know. It's, it's so a lot of variance to happen every single week and injure like, yeah, when you started, you probably had not even thought about what an injury could possibly do to your team and, and all the COVID stuff too. And well, you know. I, I, did, I talked mad shit to everybody uh, when they started getting, uh, oh, yeah, cause you didn't have anybody get hurt for a while either. Right. And, and the COVID test too, like when people started dropping yeah. out to COVID, I was like, you know, Oh, sucks for your team, but you shouldn't, you shouldn't get a pass for it. Cause, um, that's something as commissioner, uh, you probably struggled with because, um, especially with me, I was a, um, staunch asshole of the group where, uh, certain things arise problems. And, um, and if it wasn't for me, everybody else was pretty much quiet about it and, and agreeance with you and would not defy you where it's like, you know, if, if you added two, was it, um, IR spots for, uh, because of COVID so that if mm-hmm. someone was out to COVID, they would have an extra injured reserve spot. Mm-hmm. And so if you are still listening somehow and you um, <laughs> are not into football, what that means is like, it, yeah, in fantasy football, which I learned like what week 15 or something crazy um, <laughs> that injured reserve is like, if you have somebody who is uh, completely ruled out of the game ahead of time, you can put them in IR and you'll, that will free up a spot on your bench. So like it won't count against you that you have somebody who is ruled completely out. You can, you can throw them down there and and fill that spot with somebody who's healthy and is playing. But in the end, if you, if they become if um, healthy and they're eligible the next game and you want to move that person around, you have to pull them out of IR injury reserve see in in actual nfl real life not fantasy football i believe how it works is that it's sort of the same way but um if where it got confusing for me was like if someone's out for a week they don't put them in ir they just they're just out for that game um that's where i was a bit confused because i sat you know i had I, i stressed about um injuries on my bench and i did not know i thought they had to be an injured ir in real life to be Mm. put in ir um and i 
I can't believe how many people I asked for advice that never mentioned that, but they, I, they must have just assumed that I knew that because it's common sense. Um, so it's not on them. That's on me for just not doing the research. And they, and they changed and the NFL changed a lot of that stuff this year too, because before this year, if you went on IR, you were minimal six weeks, you were locked out of being to play. So it was a way bigger deal this year. They changed it where in real NFL, if you, got put on IR. You had to do a minimum of three weeks, which was amazing because it was so much shorter and they could come back so much quicker. And you you didn't have to like decide to drop that player just so you could, you know, you could kind of hang on to him a little more and and get him back a little sooner. And I don't know. Yeah. And they had, they had a COVID reserve list in real uh, football this year for the first time, obviously. Yeah. Where if a player tested positive, they could put them there for like they they were required. Obviously, they they don't get the choice to put them in that spot, and they're basically sort of like a one week injury. Um, but it's like a COVID. Right. If it was a close contact, it was a five day thing. You had to test in a row negative, and if you were tested positive, then it was at least ten days you had to be on something like that. But yeah, COVID really just, uh, you know, I was I hoped it would be close to what it was, and I think it was, but um, COVID definitely made things weird for sure this year a little bit. So you said you were in how many leagues this year, five or six? I was in six. And so what other, like, you have one, uh, a group of coworkers. What are the other, like, four, <laughs> five, four? So uh, one of them, yeah, one of them's uh, my, through work. And then the kid that talked me into it last year that's on my work one, he also has his own with his friends. And I was just jonesing so hard to get in as many leagues as I could because I just was having so much fun. He let me into that league. And then um, Brian Godsell, he runs his own league. And he let me into that one. And then my brother and his son, um, have a their friends and family league and they just heard me ramble on about it so much last year that they let me into that one and then I was in and then so I listened to this fantasy football podcast and they host a very large tournament one and there's like over 8,000 teams in this tournament and it's and the rules are all different and stuff and the, yeah and it's twelve team leagues so there's twelve teams you're going against so the the your players are very scrape the bottom and you're just throwing out dart throws every week and and only the top three yeah it was it was just complicated a little bit on how you moved on into the playoffs and I was I got real close to making it in the playoffs of that one but they were all. Uh, pro- professionals very um experienced players so and and they did think the different aspects of the of fantasy football they did differently than what we do so i mainly did it just for the experience just to learn about the different ways to play fantasy football and i'm glad i did it but it was it was definitely hard because i mean it was the first time i really played with super experienced people and it was a blast i learned a lot and hope to implement a lot of the things I learned there in next year to make our league better. But, and I did pretty good. I, I made it into three of the, so, so that, that first one there, that, that big one ended soon, 
soon. So I haven't really counted it. So I really am in just five. But of those five, three of them I got into the title game and two of them were third place games. And two of those are still going on. So I don't know yet, but uh, Alvin Kamara, uh, he ruined two of my matchups because he went insane and killed me. But um, so I, the, my work league, I'm hoping to do, I'm hoping to get first in there too because I went 12 and one in that league. It was pretty that good. Nice. Yeah. But anyway. Well, that's what I was sort of asking about. The reason I was asking that is because we were a 10 team league, correct? Yep. Uh-huh. 10 of us. And and it's interesting because um, just thinking of it numbers wise, like we have 10 teams, which means uh, 10 starting quarterbacks. So like when I drafted, uh, you know, I had Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen and then I got Justin Herbert. I'm like in my mind, I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm fucking King. Like I have, you know, three of the top, like five quarterbacks, but then I'm looking at everyone else's teams and I'm like, everybody has a, almost everybody has a killer, at least one killer, uh, quarterback yeah. up there. And realistically, you know, there, there was off weeks like last week, uh, you know, uh, Josh Allen scored for oh, like 40, 40 point something points. And yeah. that's uh, fantastic. But um, outside of those standout games, like everyone sort of ranges in the between 20 and 30. And um, it really is not as I mean, yeah, of course, it's it makes a difference. But um, y- looking at your roster and, you know, typically the quarterback scores the most points out of everybody on your team. So you think they have the biggest effect, but there's also only one of them. Yep. So, you know, I, I'm just thinking like numbers wise every week, like trying to keep my, my like nerdy self um, with the numbers in my mind. I'm like, okay, you know, I, I can't put it all on this player or that player. Like I have to remember that I can't just, um, you know, toss, toss away my pick for flex. Cause that can make a huge difference, you know? And, um, like you said, Kamara last week, he scored six touchdowns <laughs> and seen on, on Twitter, like it killed so many people's championship games and they were just, you yeah. know, people were losing their minds and shit. And the person who had him in our league lost and, yep. uh, you know why? Because of a, because yeah. of luck, bad luck. He yeah. had, um, What's Matthew his name? Stafford is Stafford. Yeah. Is QB. And he, he got hurt right away and didn't even get a full point. Like, yep. And then and his opponent played Tom Brady and, and Brady went off and Evans and they went ape shit. Yep. So again, and, just luck. Just yeah. Luck. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's just sort of, that's like the perfect example. Like, um, there's so many times this season where, uh, and it's it's fun be in this league because it's like every time that there was like three or four times I would say that happened this season where um, a player just went off and went wild and crazy and scored yeah. points and everybody just talked about how that like killed you know <laughs> that their opponent that week and that never happened in our league like I felt like every time that that a certain player that week went off and had a crazy game. Like someone else on their team stunk it up and evened it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely would say that about our league is even though it was full of a lot of first timers, we, we did draft pretty well and our teams were pretty even. Like Yeah. Very competitive. Very competitive. I mean, it just, you just never know. Like I was honestly, I mean, I ended up with against Bethany in the, in the finals, but 
I was terrified of her team because during the regular season, she has um, the Seahawks quarterback, Russell Wilson, and he was just the first half of the season. He was going insane. Started looking like an MVP. Oh, my gosh. And then I just saw I was terrified. And and she had Derrick Henry. Right. Supposed to go crazy against Green Bay. And, and that's terrible ex- run defense. And right, Ella? exactly, sort of amplifies that luck thing where it's like you know, oh. it, for her it sucks because you know he should have went off that week. But then like looking the week ahead, you know, I I threw Rogers in um, as QB over Josh Allen, and you know Josh Allen goes in scores forty points. Rogers goes in and scores twenty, and he, they won the game. But um, I think sort of my perspective of football in general, um, I will say from like an outsider's perspective, like Nikki telling me, she's like, you know, you're, I wasn't watching football in general differently, but I was definitely watching the Packers differently. Um, right. you know, I, it's the way you I, watch football a little bit. I would have been thrilled with that game. Um, if I did not have Rogers on my fantasy team, like <laughs> they, they still smashed and looked great. Oh, yeah. Um, Second half, he just didn't, you know, he looked flat compared to the first half, but they, they won decidedly and had no problems. There was, it wasn't even close, but um, he just didn't rack up the points I, I wanted. So it's like, it's interesting too, because a, a player can have a game that does not look impressive, but um, on the fantasy side of it, very much so. Cause like a running, like you said, with the, the touches, like a running back, you know, they, they, if they, the balls pass off to them and they run a hundred times for two yards, they're racking up a shit ton of points, even if they don't get in that end zone. On the other hand, they could never touch the ball. And you have a guy, um, I always think of, uh, the old Packers player who's, who's not with, uh, the Packers anymore. Coon, they used to basically just toss him in when they're in the red zone because he was a, he was a bull, you know? And it was like, he would have been fun on fantasy because you know, he's his, his, his big ass is scoring like two touchdowns a game because as soon as they get in the red zone, you just hand it to him. And he's, he's like a a fucking ox and he makes his way into the end zone where, you know, the rest of the game, he's not really picking up many points. He's running, you know, two, three yards at a time, but he's a bull and, and can always guarantee you those two or three yards. And then sometimes you have, to root against your team because they're playing against someone you're playing and you need your uh, fantasy player to do well. And you're like, but it's against my team. So now I'm rooting against, but for, and it gets a little complicated sometimes. Like right. who, who you're supposed to root for. Oh, I yeah. think, I think it was a good thing that I had. I mean, there was obviously um, good and bad things of having like Aaron Rodgers on my team. Um, I, I think it was good to have MVS and Lazard on my team just because even if I almost, I don't think I ever even, I played MVS one week when um, I had the, the buys and the injuries. And that was the week that like Rogers threw like an eight seventy five yeah. yard bomb to him, of course. And I, course. I just, yeah. The one time I played him and the same, that the same week I remember uh, vividly was that when I put Ronald Jones in and he ran for like 92 yards or something stupid. Yeah. Uh, just got extreme, extremely lucky. Once again, um, yeah. it came down to two, literally two plays and I just smashed because of two single plays. But, um, you know, I'm glad I had those two Packers on my team, even if I didn't use them because they were never being used against me, you know? <laughs> and, uh, like when I played Godzilla, it was really conflicting because oh, yeah. 
I have Aaron Rodgers in there and he's scoring points, but every time he's fucking throwing it, he's throwing it to Devontae Adams, who he has. So well, it's like we're just canceling each other out over and over, but he's getting the slight edge because um more points you know, yards for Exactly. Receiving versus throwing. Yep. Right. So it counts a little bit more for him. So it was like a double edged sword, but I definitely like like hearing Nikki's comments during a Packers game, she's like, you know, it, it's it sort of uh hurt my um like I was more interested, I would say, up until the last couple of weeks um, in my fantasy team, more so than my actual team I root for every week. And uh, that's one relief I'm sort of looking forward to now that the, that season's over is just focusing on my favorite team and rooting for them. Um, Who's going to win the first seed? I'm pretty sure. I'm fighting for you. I hope so. Uh, but, you know, it's yeah. the Bears. I don't know. You never know. Uh, I was, They're you know, fighting. not optimistic that the Packers would do great last week in the snow and then you know they look great so you're listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment the shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media the PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Another thing that's really fun is um, you get to trade. Like yes. I was going to say earlier, you know, like, in the in our finals match against Bethany, things you don't know is like I spent a lot of time throughout the year going after like Clyde Edwards Alaire and Derrick Henry. And and I think to myself, I'm like, man, thank God she didn't trade Clyde to me because he kind of really dropped off and then got hurt, you know, like it's just those things you don't think you don't know. You guys, I just got lucky, you know, that she decided to hang on to him and it ended up kind of hurting her and not hurting me. And, but, but trading, that's kind of one of the most fun parts is, I mean, again, I know you didn't do much of it, but. Well, that's another thing I was going to bring up too, is like, um, you can look at a team's like information on the ESPN app. And I was looking at that the other day to see, you know, acquisitions and trades on how many people did what and. Um, yep. I, I know it probably like you as a fantasy nerd, as a commissioner fantasy nerd, it was probably like killing you that our, our league was so quiet as far as trades go. I noticed sure. going through the teams, I'm like, Jason, you definitely had the most acquisitions and trades sure. by far above everybody. And that shows your experience where um, there are certain members on our, pro- I'm probably like one of the lowest. I think I had like maybe. Or yeah. Yeah, like very small number of acquisitions and zero trades. That was something weird that at the beginning I was like, I'm going to see if I can make it through the season and do pretty well without any trades. Kind of worked for a while, so it was easy to see how you stuck to it. But Yeah, and like I said, um, you know, it did end up costing me, I feel, in the end. But who knows? You know, everything is is a lot of luck um but i was gonna yeah i was gonna say with that like you you talked about keeping herbert on your team like there's two things with that one keep away is definitely part of the of fantasy is where like if you can 
keep your opponent from having them. I mean, keep away, you know, helps a little more in the playoffs, but, but at the same time, if you would have traded Herbert to me, you know, maybe one of his dud games would have been on one of those important playoff games. And I wouldn't have got, you know, like you just, there's a lot of sliding doors and butterfly effects and other things that could have happened if you think you got what you think you wanted. And yeah. Well, it's just like any gambling, um, you know, it's, it's a risk versus reward. And Mm -hmm. like, I am a very, um, I don't like risk. I don't like, uh, (laughs) change i was like if if uh i could have stuck to my first week lineup every week without injuries i would have loved that um and so i would you know i i had a very tough time this season with guys like julio jones who is arguably the best wide receiver uh in the league but he's uh also known as one of the most fragile wide receivers in the league he's he's plagued with injuries and he's either you know going out there and and racking up points like no like it's no one's business or he's going out and, you know, pulls his hamstring and sucks or, you know, the last couple of weeks hasn't played, but I would prefer in a situation like that, just don't play him because, you know, we both, we both had that issue a few weeks ago with Keenan Allen where he was hurt and it was like, are they going to play him? Are they not going to play him? And um, they ended up playing him. He got one reception, you know, and I'm so glad we didn't, we didn't oh, have yeah. him. But, uh, you know, that can really totally fuck your team when, but also you have to think sometimes I sort of forget that these are humans and their team is actually their teams, (laughs) right? Their last concern is, is a bunch of nerds sitting at home, putting them on these fantasy benches. But, um, you know, these players are aware of it. I mean, we've had times during the season where they've, you know, reacted to fans who were calling them out and stuff. And, but, uh, Overall, it's in real football, it's all about the team aspect. It's everybody coming together. So it's not focusing on one player. So, uh, you know, sometimes I would forget that when I was when I was playing, because I'm like, you know, well, why aren't they, you know, announcing or why would they even play Keenan if he gets one reception? What's the point? But, (laughs) you know, it's not about me. It's about him. Yeah. Well, I will uh, address one big, another big elephant in the room. Okay. November 20th. November 20th. They, they, uh, Saints declared that Drew Brees was out <laughs> due to uh, oh, several broken me. ribs and a um, collapsed lung. Mm-hmm. And they announced uh, yeah. that Taysom Hill, their, their uh, tight end, would be stepping in as quarterback. Yep. This was a, um, probably a big moment, a big shift in the fantasy football season for both of us. Um, because on the ESPN fantasy app. Now, if you, if you don't play fantasy, this probably won't make much sense, but I'll try to explain how (laughs) this, this, um, works. And uh, everybody I, I told that does not play fantasy and people who play fantasy were pretty much in agreement that the situation was fucked for everybody. Um, and so, before I uh, try to throw you under the bus again for like the fifth time. Um, so, so how it worked was Taysom Hill was normally uh, ruled as a tight end on the saints and they announced this replacement very late in the week. And so because of the rules on the ESPN fantasy app, they could not 
change his designation to just quarterback because he earlier in the week, he was still a tight end. So that would be sort of unfair for people who were counting on him in that tight end position um, before he was rolling. Yeah. So they could, so they added the quarterback designation. Right. So he was basically like a super flex position. Um, And that week that, would allow you to give have a player who could potentially earn quarterback level points, but in a tight end spot on your roster. Which yes, and this this year was the com- the tight end position was um, slim pickings. There was basically me and you had the two top tight ends that were scoring points, and then everybody else is in their own league. Yeah, for for real. Uh, and so. It was a big thing that, um, you know, and, and it wasn't just our league. There were several leagues. Uh, Twitter was sort of blowing up because of it. People were very mad at ESPN uh, fantasy for this situation. I um, am a I am a big um, staunch person for fairness. Like I am probably the, the least fun person at a party. I am. Uh, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> when. um we would play trivia every Wednesday. I was probably the least fun to play with because I would call out people's wrong answers. I would question um, the host answers all the time. I, I would call out teams who had an extra player at their table. Um, I would call out just just, spelling. I was very, very um, not fun to play with, I guess you would say. And I like sticking by the rules. I like fairness. So I was happy. I just, because of the way the league had, the schedule had gone, I was up against uh, Derek on our, uh, in our fantasy league. And he had Taysom Hill. Um, I believe he drafted him that week, right? I don't remember. It was like a Thursday and I'm like, Hey guys, I think Drew's going to be out and there might be this chance to pick up Taysom because of this potential cheat code. And I told it to everyone and Derek's like, fuck yeah, I'll try it. And he went and picked him up off the waiver wire. And I think that Thursday or Friday, I don't remember you saying that to the group. So oh. maybe, maybe you just told Derek, no, but um, the group. <laughs> I'll have to go through and yeah. verify this in the yeah. group chat. <laughs> but, um, he snagged him and yep. threw him in and tight end. And I think I had Jason Sweatin, uh from what Thursday until Sunday. Um, so like you said, it was sort of a cheat code and the ES there's several different um, platform I get, platforms you can play under. And um, there's, I think DraftKings, Yahoo and ESPN are sort of the top three. And the other two top ones had made the rules different so that he was not eligible as a tight end. Um, so I saw that I was pretty pissed that I, I was a hundred percent convinced this was going to take me down. Um, and I don't like, I, I'm okay with losing when it's, when the rule is even and it's fair. Um, I did not feel that was the case then. So, um, I sort of rampaged in the group. I rampaged on Twitter. I got random strangers um, with torches after you on Twitter. I called you out on Twitter, uh, threw you under the the biggest bus I could find. Uh Um, And so, yeah, I'm not sorry for that, but (laughs) no. Uh, 
I'm I'm glad that it worked out that that I ended up still beating Derek that week right. because Derek um, could beat you with two quarterbacks, yeah. right? Anyway. And uh, he still, you know, Taysom did really good that week. I he think it he it was a little stressful for everybody. Um, I made a lot of threats that if yeah <laughs> he he won, I would uh, protest or I was going to start throwing my uh, players trading off my big players other play, other teams. Um, just basically uh, a lot of collusion in the group. I would, I would uh, fuck things up. And I would say beginning of the league, actually like before the draft, um, I had you sweating a little bit when I was jokingly saying I was going to, you know, uh, just draft a bunch of like this player or that player, just try to intentionally fuck things up. Uh, uh-huh. Cause I didn't really realize until we had started how uh, passionate you were and how serious this was. Um, and then it, it went from like a joke to me like to very serious very quick when i when i won my first game i was like okay i get it yeah i get why this is serious i because i am competitive um but that specific time i I made a note of it on my phone i said (laughs) this will be something we'll talk about whether it goes in my favor or not um and luckily it went in my favor so that it did not become the catastrophic event it could have but i saw several other leagues you know they all voted on it and uh you know it it broke up several leagues people who were playing against him just dropped out that deep into the season um people were you know definitely going after espn for that decision but they had set those rules ahead of time right um it still wasn't I, i still don't think it was fair but um you know you were in a tough situation as a commissioner uh-huh. To, because it wasn't necessarily even on you it had nothing to right. do with you but what do you do things i could have probably done you know like you said that vote if we would have got to it a little sooner maybe we could have voted on it but the, my only thing i would say to the Taysom hill incident is that with all my years of playing fantasy football it is it's not that this was a new thing i guess and and i know it was new to you and so a cheat code situation it, it's it's rare. It doesn't happen all the time. But the, so, you know, once in a while there'll be players with two designations that you can put in different places, and that's always been part of it. And so, but I, but it, you know, it was a situation that was definitely new to our league, and it, I totally see how it felt like you were getting screwed in for a minute, and I'm totally glad it worked out that I didn't have to go that way, but. But, you know, I'm like, so to me, I was like, man, why does everybody make this just the, it's the way it goes? I don't, I'm not, nobody's trying to screw anybody. It's just the way it goes. I don't know. I mean, you well, seem like y'all were making a bigger deal out of it than it was, but I also get it. So like it, my perspective was if <laughs> Derek already had him and he just happened to be chilling on, on his bench even before this, not even, you know, uh, the best case scenario would have been if, if Derek already had him and had him as tight end and then he gets designated, Oh, he's a, he's a quarterback. Okay. Well, you know, that's, that's just your good luck. You just happened to, but he saw the potential for exploiting the rules and went after it. Sure. And, uh, I felt like, um, that you know someone was exploiting a a loophole and um no one had my back so i got very defensive as i as i normally do sure and uh part of that was definitely um you know joking and trolling but a lot of it was a lot of real uh 
you know, panic and anger. Cause I, I, at that point, um, was doing very, very well. And I was like, you know, if this is what takes me down, I'm going to be livid. <laughs> yeah. Luck, luckily, like you, like you said, and, uh, everybody sort of held their breath and, uh, I ended up getting a win still. So it felt even better that week, yep. uh, taking him out and still winning. Um, but that's another one of those things. Like I talked about last week when the dude scored six touchdowns and still lost. It's like, yeah. Somehow our league, um, we made it through because yeah. of sheer, you know, we dodged those moments. I would say there is no real yep. controversy. Definitely. Yeah, really. Everything washed itself out kind of the way it should have, I think. With me as champ, of course, that's, you know, obvious. And then. And I, I give you a lot of shit because um, when we drew names. Oh, that's the worst thing that could have ever happened. And I, I know, so at Mike. I know, and that's and I yelled at him so much afterwards all season long. I'm like, these guys won't fucking leave me alone about this bullshit that I've got the first draft pick. And the thing is, like, no one else really went after you on anything. Like, everybody else has been pretty nice, uh, and I felt like I was the only one that's ever sort of. And if anything, I'm trying to like lead this charge against you, I'm and no one else with you, but not often. No, it was always right. You. I'm always like with this pitchfork. I'm like, come on, guys. And everybody's like, eh, no, no. He's a nice guy. Right. And, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just maybe it's my like anti authority. Like, uh, yeah. I just am very anti authority. You know me. Um, you know how I roll. I call out people, but I'm also non confrontational. So it takes like, I'm only doing it because I love you. Um, I right. only will go after people that I'm friends with and I'm comfortable enough with. Um, I, I, pro- I, besides maybe you and God. So like, I didn't talk a lot of shit against other people in the league because, uh, yeah, I I especially, especially like the people I, I still don't know, Jerry, um, you know, uh, Ben and Bethany are super nice, uh, the entire time. Uh, it, it, that was almost another thing. Like, uh, I lost my, my first playoff game against Bethany, but it was like, it should, it was the most important game of the season, but it didn't feel like it at all. And it was like, I feel like one of those fighters that has to hate their opponent to win. Like I had no motivation. Like I didn't, I was like, she's the nicest person in this league. Like she's never said one bad thing about me. So I don't feel bad losing. And I wish I would have been going up against, you know, someone who, who had talked some shit. Yeah. Right. I had to go against my girlfriend. I know, but that's, you know, yeah. That's like the opposite. The whole season long. I, I probably watched her team more than mine. I was so excited for her and I, I really didn't help her at all. She just, you know, kicked ass by herself. It was awesome. And cause she too, when she gets into something, she goes all in. So it was awesome. She did really great this season. And then it, those last few games I had to go against her. It was so hard. Cause I want her to win, you know, but but you want to win. Her. Yeah. You know, so, oh, it was such a weird place to be in. It was tough. Well, when we had somebody drop out, you had asked if uh, my wife, Nikki, yeah. would want to play. And uh, I'm so glad we dodged that bullet just oh. because, uh, one, I just don't think she would be into yeah. it as much as we are. And two, um, I don't want to put myself in those situations. You you did, and uh, Ben and Bethany went up against each other at least once, maybe uh, twice. I think twice, yep. Yeah. And I, I have a hard time reading them. Like, uh, she is so quiet that I had a hard time like knowing if she, if they were, you know, competitive, like she never really had much to say in general. So it's hard to to really read her. He is. And so, yeah, 
but it was her first time. That was both their first times. And I think uh, he told me uh, separately that he did it because she wanted to. That's cool. Yeah. And you can tell by both of their team names that they're fans of the league. So I assume that's what really got their interest into maybe wanting to try it. But uh, it was so fun. You know, it's fun hearing like him say like she's the one who's watching the game intently and freaking out over every pass and run. And uh, so that was, that was really awesome. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, you know, it's weird because it's like, I thought I would definitely watch more football. A lot of my, my players just weren't aired here, but when they were, it was like it, I, I think about games like just uh, two weeks ago when the Bengals were playing on like Monday night, it was like, Oh shit. Like this decides if I win my playoff or not. And it looked like I, you know, I had a really good chance and then uh Boyd, you know, got hurt right away with a concussion and killed my chances. But, um, you know, that's, that's sort of the dice I rolled was putting two players, you know, on a Monday night to decide my game. Um, but it also comes down to the other players coming up short earlier in the week that to put me in that position, you know, to, to have them to win. So, um, you know, I always feel like I have to put my blame on this to one specific <laughs> player every week, but uh, it really comes down to sort of everybody. I, I one of the things that really made me like fantasy football was that it I don't know it helped me really learn a lot of the players. Like you said, you started knowing hardly any of these people, and it feels like maybe you have a better idea of of who these players are and their teams, and I don't know a little more insight and. I don't know. I like I like the stats. I love the stats and the numbers and the just I don't know all the behind behind the scenes stuff. I, it's really fun. Yeah, that's what sort of uh, you know very different from in my mind what I was thinking about what it is. It's just like you know, I just I thought it would just be like overbearing and I'd have to know um, everybody and and where they're at every week. And you know, I did obviously did a lot more. Um, reading and research and watching, you know, uh, shows on ESPN and stuff about it. I, I didn't put as nearly as much uh, time into it as you did, obviously, um, because that's your thing. And that's not a knock on you or, you know, it's just my, uh, my attention span is, is oh, it, not as great, but that's what's cool is it can be as casual as you want. I mean, you really only have to check in a few times a week if you want to, you know, it can be right. casual. I think it's funny. Like I think about guys who I thought would be the most competitive this season. Colby, exactly. Colby is my for the one I was going to name because he's a goddamn fighter. Like if uh-huh. anybody, I thought he would be in there talking shit, going at it, and no. he's he's laughing it off for getting to put players in, for getting to change his lineup. I'm like, come on, Colby. I'm I'm watching his team, and I'm like, I want to message him and tell him what to do, but I can't. You know, it's like <laughs> cracking me up that he's just like. So, you know, so nonchalant about it. So good for him. Like he's just had fun. I, I wish I had that ability to just enjoy things sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of enjoying things, you, you can't talk about fantasy football and not talk about what one of the things I love about. I'm glad that our league decided to do was to have a punishment for last place. Yeah, but see, again, that's sort of conflicting for me because I don't know the loser. And so I, I don't feel any uh, I'm not that excited to like punish him. Like if it was someone I knew, I would be uh, 
you know, he's like probably the the one that was the most quiet the entire uh, season. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn, how, why did he have to lose? Like I wanted uh, someone that Brian. Dang it. Right. Exactly. He really would have piled it on him if it was him. <laughs> <laughs> But no, Jer- uh, Jeremiah. He's uh, we've talked about our, his punishment. He's he he did our and our punishment's pretty lame so far. Maybe it'll escalate as we go on, but um, right now it's just he's got to take an embarrassing photo with a little sign and about how he sucks at fantasy football. And we talked about it, and he's working on that right now. He's he did change his profile pic to twenty twenty loser, so he's he's working on it. But so it's it's pretty lame, but it's. You know, I think, again, the majority of the fun of playing is the shit talking and the trash talking with your friends and just piling it on because everyone's in the same boat. It's it's the highest highs and the lowest lows and giving each other shit just makes it even more fun. I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> felt like I had a little conflict in there because just like real football you can do great all season go into the playoffs and it starts like you're, you're nobody again. And, uh, you know, I came out, I want to make it clear. I came out first place in the regular season. I had the best record. I came in first. Um, and then I go in with a bye, and then I lose my first playoff game. So it did not make any difference, you know, um, in the end I still came up short and I was sad about that, but, you know, that's that's how the cookie crumbles. That's how real football is. There's only one Super Bowl champ. Yeah. And it sucks that we all have to, most of us have to lose every year. Oh, so, shut up. Well, not me. I'm going to I'm gonna go back to back. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, as long as, as long as Mike draws the names again. Oh, uh, see. Uh, you, you picked, but see, you picked Christian McCaffrey with that first pick. And, Terrible. and uh, he, did he did not, not do. Right. right. He didn't pay off played five or six games and then has been out the entire year. I did not have an advantage being the first pick if we're honest, but anyway. And, and I picked Zeke, like, you know, he did not have the season that was expected. So should have, he was on his way. He was the the third pick and oh, well, that's the other thing that people don't. And and especially me, I didn't really consider until that happened is that, um, it's not, it goes beyond your player. If you're, if your quarter, if, if uh, the quarterback to your wide receiver goes out, um, that can totally fuck you. Like uh, Tyler Boyd was doing great all season. Um, and then yeah, his QB. Yeah. Joe Burrow got hurt. So it, uh, the biggest one obviously was, it was Dak uh, Prescott getting hurt. Cause I had Amari Cooper and Zeke and uh, less so on Zeke, more so on Amari this year, because you know, if you're not a football fan um, quarterback, you know, doesn't affect a running back so much as it does a wide receiver, but it still does affect the team in general. The, the Cowboys the looked like the off very the field, you know, right. They just did not look like the same team after they lost that uh, after they lost their starting quarterback. So yeah. um, it does, you know, it's like dominoes. Um, it affects, you know, the, especially when a QB goes out, it really affects everybody, but it can also, you know, if you, if a, wide receiver like Julio goes out, then um, the guys underneath him that normally don't get as much play get more play. So you have to take that in consideration. So it's not always just research on your player. It's research all around seeing, yeah. you know, I, I picked up some guys like late in the, the season, like Jacoby and, you know, he was sort of like MVS where he either had a standout game or a shit game. 
Um, you know, I just think of, of some of those guys I picked up late in the league uh, that brought me some pretty decent points. Um, like uh, T Higgins and Russell Gage, I picked up last minute and uh, you know, T Higgins d- did some pretty good stuff for me the last couple games. And yeah, because your Julio got hurt. Russell Gage was a good backup. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, he was, he was sitting there and, once again, if you're if you're not a um, fo- fantasy football player or a, fa- a football fan in general, there's uh, the saying the waiver wire. And basically, we all have our teams, and then there's a ton of players that are just not on anybody's team. So if you need somebody, if you want to drop somebody who's not performing to your liking, uh, they don't live up to your potential that you thought they would, or they're hurt, or you make a you want to you know uh, just pick someone else up because your team uh, is on a buy or something, you can go to uh, draft somebody that's not currently on anybody's team. But the way it works is um, the sort of just like real football. Um, if your team has a, like the worst record in the NFL, you don't win games then you're the next season you get, you know, an earlier draft pick. So the worst team you, the worst your team is doing the better uh, in the waiver wire. So the, you know, you get first dibs on these players because you need the most help. It's only fair, you know? And uh, so all season long, I was last on the waiver wire. So uh, I really had slim pickings when I started get racking up some injuries and stuff. And that's just name of the game. So. Yeah. Every damn time I try to pick someone up, it's like picked up by (laughs) star scream. I'm like, God damn him. Gotcha. And there was points where I'm like, is he like reading my fucking messages? Can he see who I'm watching? Cause you can, you can go to players and click watch uh-huh. and it's like, I would watch them. And then suddenly they go from like pickup to like trade. I'm like, who got him? Oh, Jason, how, what does he have? Fucking 40 people on his roster. Like how does he, but you're always, you're just, you never sit. Like you just constantly are changing. Like I, I swear every time I look at your team, it was some like a whole different lineup. I'm like, how does he, how's he doing this? Like every week is someone different. Well, you gotta, you know, you, you reading those tea leaves, you know, you, as the week goes on, you you find out that this person got hurt and this person because of that, or because of this, or because of the matchup, this person is, is a potential flyer. That's going to just be awesome this week. So you just take your chance that this person's going to break out. You know, like plenty of just players that were drafted just took a while to develop, you know, like the rookies and things. It took a while for them to. And so every week, you know, you'd be like, like it was week four or five. It's like, oh, my gosh, James Robinson is kicking. But how does no one he was undrafted? Nobody picked him up and because he's playing for one of the worst teams. And and so I snagged him off the waiver wire and he ended up being, you know, one of the best running backs this whole season. And. I was able to use him as a trade again, got lucky and he got hurt the last couple of weeks. And so I got lucky again. And uh, yeah, so, so part of it's just, you know, taking a shot on somebody every week or two, just maybe they'll break out. Maybe they won't, you know, don't fall in love with your players. So they don't, you can let them go if they're not doing well and you can get them back sometimes too. You never know, but I don't know. Just it's part of it. That's part of playing is, is trying yeah, that was probably my, I would say my biggest uh, fault this whole season is falling in love with my players. And 
It's like I'm sit I was sitting on Zach Moss the entire season, never once used him. And I, I'm like I'm like shaking, trying like getting rid of him. Like, why do I care? No one's gonna pick him up. And then of course, as soon as I drop him, you, you we were actually chatting and you go, Ooh, he's he's available. I'm gonna pick him up. I'm like, oh. And then he no, comes with a touchdown. You're like, ah, right. That always happens. But you know, that was a struggle too, is like anytime I played Rogers, oh. he didn't do as good as he was supposed to. And then I'd bench him and he's like, let me throw 18 touchdowns. Right. You know, it's just like all that the name of the game thing and all that tilting is just part of it. Yeah. That's the, the good, you know, the double edged sword though. It's like, I have, three great quarterbacks but i struggled deeply all season deciding on which one to start where if i had like josh allen and and you know uh trubisky or something it was like it would be an easy decision every week you know like tina yeah she had kyler and that's it and she just played him all 13 weeks except his bye week she like she didn't have to think about it so that was nice yeah like waller and my tight end like you right. know or kelsey and yours it's like we never, it's nice to not have to think about Struggle. that. You know, uh-huh. you, you get one bye week where I had to like pick up some schlub off the, off the <laughs> waivers, but it was like, you know, I still did okay because, uh, you know, it, it's, it is what it is, but, uh, sort of thinking about like, I was listening to the, uh, with Gorley and Russ podcast and they were talking mm-hmm. about that. They just wrapped up their season of nightmare on Elm street. And they were talking about how, it relates to like fantasy and it was interesting because um they want to do like a fantasy draft for slashers right. so you would you'd make your perfect movie so you would pick a writer director cinematographer cool. um you know um musician to do the score you pick your like your um your final girl you pick your uh right. slasher and i was like that is so cool like they talked about how they would like to do that. They ranked, they, they do some really funny stuff um, too. That's not, you know, fantasy related where they, uh, <laughs> it's so stupid, but they're like out of the, the big slashers, like who would be who in the Beatles? And it's like, you know, uh, <laughs> those two are so funny. That's oh, I know. It's like Ringo would be, you know, Freddie or whatever. It's just, it's so goddamn funny, but they, they were talking about the fantasy football thing last week about, oh, okay. cause they, they got talking about, uh, one of my other favorite podcasts, Rewatchables, and how those guys are all uh, on the the Ringer network, and how they are basically like sports guys that that got into the movie podcasting. And yeah. uh, you know, if if you're a listener and you're not like I, I'm looking at you, Brian Clark, um, someone who's not into sports <laughs> but loves movies, and if you've somehow made it an hour and a half into this, um, you know, think about if you were to make your ultimate um, slasher movie, like think about you know who you would like I, I automatically think like you know i would have like oh you know uh john carpenter directing and scoring but i would or you know you would have uh dean coon like obviously mine's gonna be carpenter-esque but you know it's like think about if you could just put together the dream team of people to create a perfect horror movie like that's what it would be in football like just all mm-hmm. the pieces together into this this fantasy dream team and that's what we get to do and uh it's a lot of fun yeah it is i think that's it's just a, it's a fun game it's a fun way to play a game with your friends yeah so i'm i'm sort of hoping like i like i said i did go to like you know these twitter experts or whatever every week and ask their opinion on stuff um and most of the time 
you know, it never a few times they recommended like I think they recommended I pick up uh, Gage and that kind of a few of those last couple weeks pickups uh, that were OK for me. But um, I have another group on uh, Facebook Messenger of friends who are all in different leagues, and I just would ask their opinion on stuff. And uh, I would love to sort of have I, I hope they will start a league next year because I'd be willing to do a couple um, probably no more than two just because I don't I don't know if I could sure keep keep saying doing more than that but um I think the the friend aspect is a lot of fun and those guys we talk shit to each other without competition so I can only imagine uh, crazy it what it would be yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish we could get like you know Mike into it even though he doesn't like football no. it'd just be funny to see like how it's it's I I honestly think some people who are not into football like like could still yeah like I went into this, I didn't even know until, you know, week, whatever, 14 or whatever, I could put people on IR. Like, you know, I, I'm, I don't know most of my players, but looking at it from a statistical number perspective, um, I did well just because of that. And like I said, once I started putting my heart more into it and my gut more so than my brain, it started to like hurt things. And I'm not saying that always is the case. It's like Jason said, it's 99% luck anyways, but, um, it's just interesting. There's just so much to think about. I knew you were sort of worried going into this. You're like, well, what are we going to talk about for it? We're, we're going on an hour and 35 minutes and you know, uh, I haven't shut up. I'm, I had to, you know, stop and take a drink and, t- and catch my breath, but, um, I don't want to make it too long because sure. you know, there's a lot uh, of rambling. I mean, there's, you know, it's specifics and things too. And I, and I'm glad that, uh, you decided to play, and it wasn't as bad as maybe you thought it might be. Are you sure you're glad? Because I, I really do question uh, whether you or anybody else in that league ever wants to hear from me again. No, I think that's mostly just you being hard on yourself. I think everyone thought you were funny. I mean, um, like and like I said earlier, Tina and I were just like, would make fun of you about you always being like, I don't know anybody yet. You'd always have the beginner's luck through in the entire season which was bull crap and not fair, but, <laughs> but awesome. And, and I did tell you the one time you only made me cry once. So I figured that is a, when was that one of your Twitter attacks? I don't want to go into it. Okay. I won't, but, uh, I won't no. make, but yeah. So I mean, once that's pretty good as a sensitive guy that I am, that's pretty good. I think that's a win for both of us. So, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I uh, dug deep into you. I, I need to work on that too. It is a fault. Um, <laughs> I, like I said, when I would do trivia, I would sort of, uh, deflate the room and, and be that way too. And, uh, I, I need to be a little less, uh, vengeful because a lot of it, you know, you're, you're a commissioner and you're a, a authority figure. And I have to remember, you're also my friend first and, uh, <laughs> commissioner second. So, well, and, and that's why it's okay. Because like, I think everyone in the chat or everyone in the league knows I mean, everyone's just having fun. Everyone laughs at all your damn memes and your shit talking, and that, that again, that's the best best part, really. Is and, and I'm I love it because it because I am such a sensitive guy. It is help helps me toughen up, um, and, and helps me deal with the competitive side of myself that keeps me from playing games. Is like it, I don't know. It helps. It helps. I don't know. T- I don't know the right word, but it makes makes it a little easier getting to practice 
uh, all the shit talking and the losing because there's always losing. Like I said, I was in six leagues and not one week did I win all six. So every single week I would lose. So, you know, it was 13 weeks of practicing losing. So, you know, that's, I also see the silver lining in it because it definitely helps me get okay with it and just do it for the fun part and not get so dang serious all the time. Yeah. I need to, uh, just <laughs> not take things personally. It's, yeah. you know, remember that it's, it is just a fun thing and not be, uh, like I said, vengeful and, and super competitive. But was it when I, uh, you know, called you out and said you were commissioner and was it the Taysom Hill incident? No, it, it was the, um, so one of the workarounds for the COVID stuff is that oh, okay. if, they were to, um, if we had to postpone a game, we, I, it and it was very common uh, workaround is that if one of your players was going to be gone on COVID, you wouldn't know till it was way too late. So I was going to allow you to pick a backup in case after all the, games played that your player didn't play and so you wouldn't be screwed it was me helping everyone and then you gave me a lot of shit for it trying to help so that wasn't unless it benefits me i am against me doing this thing i thought was good (laughs) anyway well i'm sorry uh didn't have anyway so that's good no i i do apologize for uh (laughs) taking things to the, I, I went to a line and then I crossed it a few times this season, I would say. And so I need to uh, remember where that line is next season and just sort of, yeah, as much as the learning curve was about learning about how competitive you were, it was also really awesome to have people passionate about it. That's, that's great. That's, that's one of the best parts. So I, I, I don't regret it at all. And I, I'm so happy that you're part of the league and, and had fun doing it for the most part and, and might want to do it again. Well, do you, uh, you don't think I'm like a super monster and hate my gut. So that's good. Oh, no. Like I said, your meme game is way too good. It outweighs all your shit talking. So (laughs) it's it's so good. So funny. Well, I think like you, maybe you and Tina were the last ones laughing. The rest of them, I think were just so exhausted of it from by the end. (laughs) Cause I'm just never shut up in the, in the group chat and uh long season. It, yeah, it is. It's all right. I thought it went well. I mean, not just cause I won cause I'll never stop mentioning that, but I think it went pretty well. Yeah. I think I it went well too. First timer, so yeah, it, I, I had a good time, you know, fell short and that's okay. I, uh, you know, I have something to strive for next season and keep going and, you know, if I, if I decide to come back, uh, come out of retirement, I'm sort of wet letting everybody else decide if they want to play. Cause I feel like in your, you, you made a poll in the group chat, you know, and asking if everybody, and if I felt like I clicked right away, yes, I'm coming back. Everyone oh, would have been like, no, 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 no. Oh, that's ridiculous. Or, or just kick or just voted me out of the chat. So I would, you know, be screaming at a wall or, or throwing you under a bus on Twitter to get strangers ridiculous. after you. Most of it, honestly, is just, it depends on what kind of trophy I'm going to get uh, for us. If it's one, if if nobody wants to do it again and it fizzles out, I'll just get a shitty little thing for myself. If it's, everybody wants to keep doing it, I'll get a nice trophy that lets you, you know, put every year's winner on it and that kind of thing. And 
invest in that. But no, you've been way too hard on yourself. Everyone thinks you're hilarious. I guess, okay. I guess when they listen to this episode and the comments you'll get, you'll know for sure, but. No, they won't. They'll never, they'll just listen to it in silence or not listen at all. Cause, uh, I felt like I was, I felt like at times I was like a really hacky comedian playing to like a dead room, like <laughs> I'll throw jokes out and then no one would respond. I'm like, come on guys. That was a good one. You, you know, I'm, I'm here all night or whatever, but, uh, well, did, I, did, that also makes me laugh. So I, I love it either way. So, uh, did you have any final sort of thoughts, questions or anything before we wrap this episode up? No, just uh, kind of the same stuff, you know, like uh, hopefully, you know, a couple people made it to the end. That's not just the ones in our league. And, uh, you know, I secretly hope that this will lead to a fantasy football podcast that you and I can start. And no, but it's, you know, again, it's uh, it's a neat little game that I, too, had a lot of preconceived notions. I thought, you know, we're all none of us are sports jock guys and there's a stigma with that and but now that you know and maybe after listening to this that it's there's way more going on and it's really more for nerdy kids who like numbers as much as it is for jockey kind of guys so yeah think about like moneyball with uh, jonah hill and brad pitt like <laughs> think of it sort of like that where it's not necessarily about the you don't have to love the sport you know you can just love the numbers yeah yeah you don't have to watch so hopefully we can get you know more people playing next year how many is there like a limit on how many teams you can have i don't think so obviously divisible by two but man once it gets over 12 it gets like i said slim pickings on right what they call a deep a deep league that's right i don't necessarily mean in our league but hopefully they get playing or we'll see if we have any spots open or what but yeah i think i think about like uh all the terms i learned over the season by watching and listening i was asking you like what does this mean what does that mean waiver Uh, mean Right. So, you know, I just, I just use another one with like a deep league, you know, people say only play this guy in a deep league. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? That means like your other league, which had a ton of teams, you know, where you're scraping the barrel for players. Uh, That's where you start some of the, you have to start some of these guys. So. Yeah. turns out it's fun. Yeah. It was a good, good season. I'm sad, sort of bittersweet that it's over. Um, And, you know, I'm, I'm glad you invited me to be part of it. I'm glad we didn't murder each other and we're still friends at the end of it. <laughs> Heck uh, yeah. Yeah. We made it to the other side and we can go back to just being, uh, I can just go back to being a normal asshole and not a, a Packer uh, fan asshole. Those are, that's right. like one term because most Packer fans are, I'm just being serious. That's okay. I deserve it. Dish it out. I feel like I should just give you like two minutes to just let me, uh, oh, let okay. you rant at me. Nope. Nope, I'll just send you pictures of my trophy all year long. It's fine. The trophy you bought yourself. Cool. <laughs> uh, anyways. It doesn't um, stop. It doesn't stop. I know, it's and it's fine. Uh, so, Jason, yeah. it's that time of the podcast where, um, actually, I want to ask you one more thing before I get to that. Who, who would you name your MVP for your um, team this season? Oh, uh, player-wise, I think uh, getting Dalvin Cook through some trades he ended up being just one of the it was between him and calvin ridley 
I mean, he, they both put up some monster games pretty consistently and definitely helped, helped me keep the point number up. What about you? You well, have many Josh Allen, Jesus. Yeah, I'd probably say Josh Allen. He was um, completely unexpected. I had never heard of him before. <laughs> oh, he's uh, one of my favorite players. I love watching that dude play. He's so good. Yeah, this season, you know, he went from a good quarterback to elite quarterback this season. Um, I did not expect that, and I just rode it that wave out for a long while until, like I said, I got too attached and and started throwing in Rodgers, who's you know having an MVP season too. But uh, Josh Allen was just has been more consistent this season, and I I should have trusted him. But he's definitely, I would say, my uh, MVP of the season. Who would you say is your uh, is your worst like pick or your that's what that's a term a bust yeah who is your biggest bust this season uh i would it's it's between mccaffrey and joe mixon because joe mixon was more of a like okay definitely coming back this week oh nope oh nope 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 and then he never came back and it was like dang it he was really gonna i mean but but the mccaffrey bust was pretty tough too because he well, that was your first pick, and yeah. he was expected to be the king of the season. He puts up 25, 30 points minimum every game. It's just ridiculous. And he just, and he, and he'd never missed a game until this year from injury. And so it was just a bummer. Cause, like, again, it was the first time I got the first pick, and it's like, this is the first time I get to play, I get to pick the best. And it didn't work out for me, but, but then it did. And, I was gonna say, I think that sometimes it just it seems that's very common, and yeah. it's it's the same way with the draft. Like very seldom does the first uh, draft pick end up, you know, in the NFL draft, being end up being like the star that you know. You look at Rodgers, and he was not anywhere near the first pick. Oh, and oh yeah, he wasn't projected to do real well at all this year. And yeah, yeah. What about you? I would. I would say it's it's a it's a crowded uh race down there at the bottom i'm looking at my my uh group now my ir is like uh a dream team themselves if they were healthy i have julio keenan uh allen i have tyler boyd and ronald jones all in ir holy shit uh, what a great way to end the season but i would say julio was a consistently uh bummer this season just because when he had a few standout games, but when he did go in, they would play him, you know, half snaps. And uh, he just wasn't the player that he, he wasn't living up to his potential because missed five or six games this year. And right. And it just, you know, at least with Keenan, he was, he was a beast until right towards the end of our season. And Ty, you know, Tyler Boyd was great until uh, yep. his QB got hurt. And then he had a, a concussion and Ronald Jones got COVID. It just all happened at once and yep. uh, sort of sucked, but I would definitely put Julio as the biggest bust this season just because of uh, his consistent injuries. And, you know, and I, he was not, he was in and out so often that I couldn't, I didn't feel comfortable dropping him or even when he did play, I did not feel comfortable not starting him. So um, he always was making me second guess where like, you know, like Josh Allen and Darren Waller are definitely like my MVPs this Absolutely. season. Like Waller, I never took out in, outside of his bye week. He was always consistent. He never um, really busted. He's just a, a great tight end this season. Uh, sucks that the uh, Raiders fell short and didn't make it into playoffs because you think about these guys who are super talented on shitty teams, and yep. it's a bummer. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess now is the time to ask you, um, you know, where can people listen to? I mean, everybody, if you're listening to this, you probably listen there to of Attack the Killer podcast. But, you know, plug away the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, your bands, your your films, what you're working on, anything and everything. Give it all to the listeners. Okay, well, you know what? I've never given out this address before, but it does have everything that I do. Um, I have a jason-bollinger.com that has links to all the things that I do. Um, but yeah, AOTKP, prescribedfilms.com, thepfpn.com, xraymary.com, thewarisurvive.com. Lots of things going on. Yeah. And, you know, obviously this year's a bummer, but, you know, he, he if in a normal year we'd have uh, my favorite event of the year, Halloween at Palooza, then, yep. you know, and so, yeah, it's, you're, you're just a man of, um, many hats you wear many hats too many hats probably uh never keep one on for too long always changing them always doing a million things at once definitely help me uh keep busy Uh, gave me something to dive into when i didn't have the bands and the film festival and all that so yeah i talked a little bit about that like uh to michael roland about you know he asked why i started a podcast it's like (laughs) yep well, I had, you know, with the Capitol and the, the film festival not happening, uh, I had like a few spare minutes. So <laughs> might as well, you know, fill those minutes with something because I can't sit still. So Cause nothing's better than being creative and, you know, be doing, doing, doing. Yes, got you still have to, you know, we're, we're all stuck at home and without live music and without theaters open. Uh, people like us, you know, a lot of people are, are going crazy. So it's good to find outlets and you know, this was a nice distraction and a nice fun way to fill some time. So again, thank you for, uh, inviting me to join the league. Thanks for joining me on this, uh, almost two hour podcast to talk about it. It was a blast. <laughs> Thanks for being my friend, friend. Yes. Thank you for being my friend and, and still, uh, you know, talking to me after this, uh, and, uh, I really do appreciate you as a friend, as a commissioner and, uh, you know, I love you, buddy, and uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks. Thank you again for listening to the First Time Podcast. If you haven't already, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and give us a like on Facebook. Follow or subscribe to the First Time Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you like what you hear, leave a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts. A huge thank you goes out to Scott Schreiner of Weezer for our intro and outro music. Last but not least, Do us a favor and share this podcast with someone else who might enjoy it. We appreciate your support.